1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 141 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. I am your host, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict. We've got a great show here tonight. If you're you're watching on YouTube, you can see some of the the awesome faces of the guests we have tonight. Uh, But first, we're going to take a little downgrade and introduce Scott Sidless. Scott, how you doing?
2: All right. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> we got to start from the bottom and work our way up. So uh, we are uh, missing Shane from when we did this last year. So I guess I'm at the bottom now. So thanks a lot, Shane.
1: <laughs> yes, we did. We did this the week after the draft last year. Three three of the same people. And as we were saying before the show, we upgraded from Shane Manila to Jagger Mayo for our, for our fourth uh, guest <laughs> this year. So uh, thanks for coming on, Jagger. Uh, the other guys we have are Jeff Bell. Matt Price and Michael Bauer. I'll let you guys plug all your stuff at the end of the show. Don't want to do that twice since we got a lot to get to here. But uh basically, we want to get into the draft and we're gonna do a rookie mock draft. The one piece of news that did happen during the draft, I did want to mention. Oh, I also wanted to mention we should just take a moment to to just appreciate that the Eagles did have the best actual NFL draft. Uh so we'll just all take a moment and enjoy that. uh yeah every time i I look
3: at it every time i look at it i'm like how what how exactly and And
4: they don't do anything like if they just like nfl (laughs) lets it happen they're like the one guy in the league where you're like so angry at because they somehow finesse everyone into making poor decisions Uh, i don't know I don't get
1: it. Yeah. Bobby Koch, formerly of DLF and used to do a pod with Matt and he he comes out for our DAP draft show once a year now. And uh, yeah, he just couldn't get over like he just he's giving me FU Rockies because of Howie. So (laughs) that was fun. But uh, the one piece of news that besides the draft picks was uh, Eagles related, which was DeAndre Swift got traded during the draft to the Eagles, which The trade itself, not a surprise after they drafted Jameer Gibbs uh, very highly in the draft. So uh, rather than give my uh, biased Eagles opinion, I figured I'd I'd throw it to Mike for his biased Eagles opinion.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think it's a 2025 pick that they traded him for. And if they don't resign him, they get that pick back. So he's basically free for a year. Um, I love the pick. This is bad news for Kenneth Gamewell. Boston Scott probably won't make the team. Boston Scott is the highest-played running back on the Eagles, by the way, uh, making over $2 million a year. I do have one question. Scott, are you doing your show from, like, a U-Haul storage facility, or what do you got going on there?
2: This is this is the bunker. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is the bunker. All
4: right. there you go.
3: Just, just curious. Not, curious
5: see, I'm happy saying, somebody
4: yeah, brought it up. I got a candle
5: back here. Like, I got... It's dark it's it's intimate you know i just hanging out with you guys and scott's over there like world war three's coming <laughs> Putin almost got drone i'm out in the bunker <laughs> <It's> mock?
1: <Mach. laughs> he takes his mocks very seriously in the bunker and, and prepare and does. Uh, but what do you anybody else uh, matt what do you think is this a lateral move for swift upgrade
3: downgrade somehow I think it's an upgrade just because they didn't want to use him in Detroit, right? Like, I mean, they clearly didn't offer what they wanted, whether it was attitude, whether it was injury concerns, whatever it was, they clearly were not using him to the full extent of his abilities. And, you know, it's a negatively speaking, I do think it's probably a downgrade from his passing game work, which is obviously his strength. Um, but, you know, he's, he's got okay size. It's not like he's, you know, 199 pounds, like DeAndre, or excuse me, like uh, Jameer Gibbs. Right. So, it's it's just gonna be you know it's just which one of these two backs are gonna stay healthy between he and Rashad Penny are either of them going to stay healthy so I mean the way I'm playing this is I kind of want to go grab you said maybe Boston Scott gets cut maybe Kenny Gainwell doesn't get as much work I kind of want to get these two guys for super cheap and uh you know play the other side of it and historically these two backs haven't stayed healthy so give me the the cheap guys uh yeah
1: I was just gonna say for when Penny and Swift inevitably get here, I, I I joked after they made the trade. They just have to coordinate the injuries. Just, yeah. Penny's exactly. hurt, Swift stays healthy, and when Swift yep. gets hurt, Penny stays healthy. Um, uh, and, and and any other thoughts, Jagger, Jeff, anything? I'm worried about. Quit.
6: Go ahead. I guess man. I should have only
1: throw it to one of you.
4: Yeah, I <laughs> I just I can't quit. That's the only thing now. Like I want to get out and and that's me. Then, like yeah and and I'm back, baby. that's that's only thing. <laughs> I
3: <laughs> I mean, you have to be. You can't. You can't sell right now, right? Everybody's going to be. I mean, I was sell right level. now, so I don't know.
6: Like that landing spot. I think people are full go on it. Like, what are, are you going to get a better time to sell him? Then I mean, if
3: the, if if the price is a second,
6: like, well what people are willing to give probably is a major question, but I think everybody, everybody seems to be very in on him going to the Eagles, which I understand. I mean, a high upside offense, but as long as they're allowed to just push Jalen hurts in the end zone from eight yards out and they don't really throw to the running backs. I'm a little bit concerned about what yeah, the real feeling is swift in the offense So honestly, you...
5: I think, sorry to interrupt you Rocky. I think this kind of signifies a shift in the Eagles offensive philosophy. They just signed Jalen hurts to a massive contract. This off has to be, You can't run so much. Use your legs as a threat, but not always as a weapon. You know, kind of as a last resort. You have to throw to your backs more. You know, he had the highest contract in NFL history until Lamar Jackson signed his a couple days later. Got to throw the backs more. You you just have to. You know what I mean? We The last guy got hurt because he played hero ball. Don't need you doing that. Check it down. We have plenty of good pass catching backs here.
1: I have had that same thought. And I, I very much hope that for all my Swift shares, because like Jagger said, I've been in for a while and I hadn't sold and maybe I should be selling now. But I I, I, I like like Jagger said, I can't quit him. So um, but I, my, I was going to finish up by saying, Jeff, what what would you be like? Are you selling for a 24 first then?
6: Yeah, if I can grab a 24 first, I'm going to do it because um, at this point in the game, you never know where that first is going to end up. And I think that that's a good exit point on him if, if you're willing to move off. You know, if you're a contender right now, I understand holding him, but um, I, it's one of those that I don't think you're going to get more than a first. And so to grab any first that could end up being, gosh, Caleb Williams lottery ticket, a Marvin Harrison Jr. lottery ticket coming up next year, uh, I want to get in on that. That made one other question pop into my head, actually, which is, and you can answer this too.
1: Maybe we can go around real quick. At what point in this draft would you, like, what first would you sell him for? Would you sell him for 112? Would you want higher?
4: I'd probably be 109 for me, because, like, uh, 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 I would probably still take Charbonnet and definitely Devin O'Shane right now just so i could have that youth and buy back some years if i'm a contender but i think jeff has the reasonable take like if you're if you're not contending one why do you have running backs like that i don't know why you'd have them anyway and you should try to get at least a 24 first but as we saw with running back depth and the lack of receiving talent it get it's a cliff at, at about 111 for me so
1: uh what about we'll go around real quick matt what's the lowest first you'd sell them for
3: in this year's class yes um man one one ten ish somewhere in there yeah i think me personally i but even then i wouldn't be happy
1: about it yeah Yeah. i think i might want 109 or 108 which but i'm higher on swift than most too so mike what do you think
5: well, if we look at DLF's trade analyzer tool, <laughs> but, um, in a super flex lead, DeAndre Swift roughly equates to the 111. His value is 200.2, and the 111 is 207.3. So you're looking at a back end of a first-round pick, which, to be honest with you, I feel is pretty fair. If it's tight end premium, you could probably still get a good tight end there. Um, I don't have tight end premium Clicked. And think to do that before I started talking um, but yeah that's pretty fair I mean I'm honestly not paying that for him to be honest with you back with injury concerns going into a committee backfield I'm just gonna use that draft pick somewhere else
3: honestly. I do have the the recent trades pulled up on the trade finder finder Brandon you Brandon Iyuk for Swift is the most recent there is a 105 right. for DeAndre Swift that happened wow. uh yesterday. Eagles. There fan. It is. Could, Actually, there's could, two could potentially two be Gibbs for
1: Swift five, right there.
3: Wow. <laughs> 105 twice, yeah. 105 twice for him. Uh, so I mean, I guess you can. I thought I thought for sure you weren't getting a first for him. Uh, I definitely think you were on. getting 105. Yeah. I'd be selling Swift for 105. Oh, a easily 100%, <laughs> For Sure. If it's, not just to buy know, back I, years, I, I, yeah, super flex or not. Um, which one that 105? is a good question? I was oh, assuming uh, it's us see. Flex. one of them is. One of them actually, I take it back. Both of them are single quarterback. Okay, so, that's a little point. that makes a little still, more sense. Okay. It makes more yeah. sense, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: what about you, Scott? We haven't heard from you on the whole Smith thing.
2: Uh, I guess 109 blind, but maybe 10 or 11, depending on who's you know, if we're on the clock. Mm. But nine's my pivot point, it has been before the draft, and it, it still is. So I, I'm good with that.
1: I'm kind of with you there, and I'll finish up with Jeff. You said you said you do it for the 24 first, but you do any first, or would you go a little higher than 112 to have to sell.
6: I mean, I'm I'm a homer here. I like Dalton Kincaid at 110, so it would be the 111 oh. probably. Doesn't
2: okay. get that far in any of my drafts.
4: That's fair. <laughs> That's actually an excellent point. And then, like, I, I don't know. Like, I normally tell people not to not to draft for need, you know, you draft for value, you trade for need, whatever, but it gets to the point in this draft where everything's kind of clumped together in tears right now until we get that off season gossip and BS during training camp. So I feel like once you get to like, after the 109, it's okay to officially start drafting for need. Like if you, if you like need Dalton Kincaid at that point, I would, especially if you're tight in premium, I feel like that, that is a good pivot point for me. I don't know. Call me crazy.
6: I mean, Kikade went like three pick, two or three picks after these wide receivers that were all clumped together, and yeah. he landed with Josh Allen in Buffalo. And yeah. so I understand they didn't traditionally use the tight end, but I expect that they're going to use him in a different role than traditionally what they had in that offense. I think they're going to be heavier 12 for 12 formation. Um, but you mentioned it, Jagger. You've you made a good point that 111 is just a cliff. And so I had the 111 earlier today. I was just praying <laughs> that somebody would take a chain or do something silly there, and they did not. And the then when that hits you hard, like when you see like all the first round players off the board and you're just sitting there with the 111, 11. I was able to get out of it. I, I got a little bit lucky. I was able to flip it into a 24 first. I included the uh, wow. Schuster and DJ Tark to get it done just because I, I just didn't want to to pick there. And so I just wanted to get out and roll it forward, but um, I was able to get out, but yeah, if you weren't able to move up before now, yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're praying somebody loves a Shane or somebody's going to do something silly.
1: Okay. So I I think that that's a good, good amount of talk on Swift there and we are going to be getting into a rookie mock draft. Uh, it will be super flex. Uh, I went 1.75 tight end premium as a setting trade addict settings. Um, so we could, you know, uh, boost these tight ends a little bit and, uh, the draft order will be Scott, then Matt, then Jeff, then me, then Mike, then Jagger we will each make two picks per round. We're going to try and get through two here. Uh, maybe I guess we can do this first. Matt uh, has been trying to make a trade with me <laughs> since it involves rookie picks. It's, it's relevant uh, where he, he wants my one Oh five in a league uh, where I, I I'm decent, but, but not super title contender here. Although I do have, you'll be shocked to hear this Scott. I have uh Hertz and Herbert on that team. It's also an orphan. I took what? over. Oh, that, that's one of it. <laughs> um, but he wants my 105. He offered me the 110 and the 201, which I don't want. Uh, I counted with the 110 and a 24 first. Uh, and then he did have another counter. But I first want to get your take. Uh, your, I'll start with you, Scott. What your take is on uh, on either of those trades. Would you do if – you're me with the 105.
2: Are you doing
1: 110 and 201?
2: I'm on the clock right now at the 105. And I just offered basically – this draft what? hasn't started by the way okay so i uh i offered essentially what did you say it was the 110 and the 201 yes is that, that was the yeah. first offer okay yeah i offered that to the 110 it's the 110 and the 202 is what i offered this guy so i i'm just trying to get back um so, so i you're I'd looking to move to back. back yeah yeah See, I don't want to move yeah. back. Hey <laughs>
3: man, he's uh, he's he's offering this. I'm offering you a better deal than Scott is trying to move back for right <laughs> now. Sorry, so. sorry, Rocky. But yeah. but I have upgraded. Oh, you want to talk about the other other offer first? But I have upgraded that offer. He has. He has. It's uh, what is it now? It's one ten. One ten. The two oh one and two twenty twenty four seconds.
1: Yeah, I do that. So Jeff, what do you think?
3: You don't need a quarterback, do you? I, I don't know. Kind of
6: love that one. I have Hurts and Herbert. I don't that, think a quarterback falling there to five. It's oh, you mean it's Matt?
1: Or, oh. You mean me or Matt? Well,
6: who's I have called, the 105. The I hold though. the
1: 105, yeah. So I don't need a quarterback, now.
6: Yeah, I mean, so you're you're trading away Gibbs or Jackson's fifth and Jigba for what Dalton Kincaid or maybe Zay Flowers for in some seconds. So that two one is a nice pick because you're looking at probably maybe Charbonnet, maybe Will Levis there, and then you grab those couple seconds on top. Depending on where you're sitting, probably in the, your con- competitive cycle, if you're looking for that one piece, I'd probably rather rather insert Gibbs into that lineup. Than those other pieces but if you're looking kind of not as like i'm trying to win right now and trying to extend that then I'm grabbing the other pieces is i think is fine
4: you guys have kind of changed my mind because when i first read this like i, I was uh I, I was i think that rocky should have just stay put at the one Oh five. Cause I don't know, like I think these are in my soft leagues, my softball leagues. Now I've seen CJ Stroud consistently fall to the one Oh five, but if you guys, I, I, it's insane. It's insanity. I don't, I, I don't know, but it's happened consistently now. I'm just saying, but if you know your league and it's not going to be there, then I would definitely make this trade, you know, the uh,
6: yeah, I, I was like, in one I was in a sixteen team league the other night and I had the one oh six and Stroud and Gibbs were both available at the one oh five. The one at the one oh five had the guy at the one oh five had Hurts, Dak and another decent quarterback. And oh. I was just like, he, he made me an offer and I was like, I know you don't want to make this. You don't want to take, you feel like you need to take Stroud here, but you don't want to do it. So I, I t- gave him like a late second and he tossed back a third and I grabbed, I moved up to five and I grabbed Stroud in the 16 team. And so um, I was, I was pretty shocked at that.
4: Yeah. That's, that's basically kind of same scenario is like, I was looking at this guy's team, saw he had a bunch of quarterbacks and, you know, like, it, again it's a softball league so you know they let a fox in the fin, in the hen house and you know call me you know fantastic because i'm mr fox <laughs> <laughs> and i went up and traded and got cj stroud at the 105
3: so it's a great move i,
1: I feel pretty confident cj stroud will not be this is a bunch of dlf guys i'm pretty sure yeah. it's gonna uh, go no. quarterback 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 you one yeah. guy that gets, yeah. so. gets
6: or, or jsn you never know like Gibbs Gibbs is I've seen I've seen competitive leagues take Gibbs at even the
4: 103. Yeah. Yeah, I I know some guys who are big Gibbs like they're convinced that he's CMC and I'm just I'm not I'm not there I'm not there. Uh, J.S.N. would be an argument for me because I you know I we see how 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 much value these wide receivers hold, and then if they do actually live up to the value, how much actual production they add to your team. So the, it, it, if you're willing to wait on J.S.N. to be the guy that we all think he probably is. Then I think you can hold, but that again that comes to the question of what your wide receivers are. But hear me out. Like let l- let's let's play 4D chess a little bit. Let's say you take Matt's trade. You could possibly in season turn those two seconds into a first, and then Thank you're you. rolling the dice right there. <laughs>
3: You got the offer, uh, Rocky. You I got don't the like offer you in
4: your
6: inbox. Click I that still button. I, I, I don't that want button. to chop Matt's legs out. I mean, I want gentlemen to agree, make an agreement. Here. I don't. I we'll <laughs>
1: get into this once we start this month, But I do not like that part of the draft. I'm not. I, I'm not as in on taking Kincaid at time as it. those people are. I you can I, trade I, it. I could, uh, and,
3: and I, I don't like. Uh, I'm not a big flowers guy. She I will, just don't like that part of the draft. Both of those guy. Both of those picks the 110 and the 201 are in a range where what there's five six seven eight guys you think you could argue all the way down to 204 yeah. 205 mm-hmm. somebody is going to have a player that they want with those two picks at that yep. range i'm just saying mm-hmm. you can pick you can make one pick and trade the other one and move one pick for it i don't know i think you got a lot of options that's four picks to work with so if you're willing mm-hmm. to like you know keep 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 cascading trading trade on down the the road i think you could make something happen
1: mike are you with these guys are you, are you killing me here too and making me trade this 105 to matt
5: yeah i mean i use dlf a lot to prep for my podcast so i'm definitely on matt's side um <laughs> the way <I> see <laughs> <is> that,
4: <laughs>
5: assuming that if matt has the 110 you're probably a competitive team right pushing for the championship here you no no you're, no you're not no. I, oh, earned the, I, earned, parts, I earned i earned
3: yeah. i earned the 101 last year and i traded um, it for to Russ for Chris Olave 24 second, 25 first.
5: Okay, so you just want to come back up here. So I
3: want to come back up and grab, and uh, get the better you know, player. Least, that I want to grab one, it. one blue. Ch- <laughs> All right, you, are, then- I am not going to be competing with you this year. My quarterback backs are Trey Lance, uh, and Justin Fields. That's it. Oh, Baker I, I
1: have the quarterbacks there. Sir. I'm missing some other pieces though, I
5: but, do agree okay. with Matt though that this is a good trade For Rocky to make if you move back You're just going to basically diversify your draft Picks here yep. there's going to be really good Value at the front end of the second round This year Michael Mayer should be there Marvin Mims mm-hmm. will be there there's Going to be good prospects and I you know I'm at the point now where I'm I Stop trying to like glorify These first round picks If if the team's An orphan it's probably an orphan for a reason so I would just try to get as much draft capital as possible, and if you don't like the draft picks, try to get a player instead. You know, try to get a player that you think is going to help you contribute or trade out for the 2024 draft. Um, you know, say, hey, Matt, let me beat you up for some 24 firsts here. I, t-
1: I tried to get a 24 first from Matt. He won't do it.
3: I countered yeah. with three seconds instead. Three seconds, yep. including the 201. Yep. Yeah. Instead of the single first next
2: year, God, I wish that would happen right now. I'm going nuts on the clock at 105. I can't here. I don't even get beg.
5: Juju Smith Schuster for the 208 in the league right now. And Rocky's complaining about getting three second round picks thrown at him. Make yeah. the trade, Rocky. Come Seriously, on, man. Click the button. It's
3: in your inbox yeah. right now, live on the air.
5: Seriously. Do it. You know what? Do it for the people. You're on a Do podcast called it. Trade Addicts, and you're not pulling the trigger on a trade. Do it for the people, Somebody, Rocky. We're Somebody put Nines it
3: in Nines one Nikes, of the trade analyzers so we can. Well, he's add he's the other, more other one data does,
4: to this. <laughs> oh, like, you want me to pop it into KT, uh, KTC because it's. Let's see I'm, 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 if I if I put it in KTC, you know it's gonna it's gonna oh. say that it's you should take the trade. I I know it right now. Because I, it I don't even use to... KTC, so I have no idea. But yeah. Anyway. But fine,
1: Matt. you had four other smart people tell me this. I'm still not sure I like it.
3: I'm gonna tell you right now, Rocky, the only reason why I'm even I am offering this is because I have six seconds next year. Otherwise and I you also not. Have, I, to you I get another, another second, meditating. Rocky.
6: He's you, he's uh, splashing the pot with seconds. Go uh, grab well, one. Uh, well
3: now a smart guy's tell me to get another second, Matt. I got <laughs> I, I would not ma- I would not make this deal if I didn't have a lot of seconds next year. If it was my only idea. two seconds? I wouldn't do it. You also have three first next year, man. You could give me one of those. Yeah, and my team is garbage, Rocky. <laughs> Absolute garbage. So, anyway. Okay, if, I'm doing it for for the for the
1: content for the pod. Right. I'm accepting that's the right. trade. No. It is accepted. Thank you
3: guys. I appreciate the, the assistance the, and yeah. the brokerage. Thank you guys. Thank you uh, I'll have my people send JIS the finder's now. feed over to you. <laughs> <laughs> <We're tall laughs> let's go. Uh,
1: okay. But we're uh, we're 20 minutes in now, so let's finally get into the, to this mock here. Uh, so like I said, Scott is on the board at 101, and according to the show sheet, he's apparently taking Dalton Kane. <laughs>
2: no let's just uh keep the boring pick here. With, was uh, say, is that
5: really happening or was scott just messing with us i just wanted to nah, be- i wasn't messing. sure
2: <laughs> i'm just messing um yeah i mean i don't know everybody seems kind of excited about the landing spot with atlanta i mean i'm just more excited about the draft capital itself um i don't i mean atlanta's line's pretty good actually so uh i don't know that's fine it's good it's like I guess it's just the easy, straightforward, like, here it is. Uh, I don't have a ton of 101s this year. I have a lot of 102s. So I actually traded with Russ to go up and get a 101 uh, and trade at X5 um, just to get another second share of Bijan. But otherwise, if I had a lot of 101s, I'd probably be trading back and try to get these quarterbacks personally. But that's just more my philosophy. Uh, But if we're just here and we're just in one draft, uh, I'm just going to take the best player and move along.
1: Okay, real and I don't think there's that much to talk about with Bijan except I did have one question, which is is anybody you know, given it's super flex, is any of you for not taking Bijan at one one? I might
3: take him I might I might not take Bijan at one oh one and trade addict eight.
1: Because your team's not good?
3: Oh wait, I take it back. I made a trade for the one oh two today, so I will take him at one oh one. But yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have if I didn't just make that deal with Kane today, I would have taken Richardson at one oh one. Because it's
1: in rebuild or or My only quarterback, literally oh, okay. the only
3: quarterback on that team, is Trey Lance. Okay. This is a team that the first two years of the league took second, and then I completely tore it down to the to the studs last last uh, last year.
2: That makes so.
1: sense. So everyone else is, would be taking Bijan over the quarterbacks.
4: Yeah, uh, mo- mo- almost. And most of if, if I earn the 101, I'm trying to trade to the 102. Right, even right, if yeah. I get it's yeah, hard, like, it's I so hard. Every, it's, every it so is, hard. it
3: is. It's impossible. Like I tried to do that with Kane. I was like, can I give you anything to move up? And he's like, I don't want to move up at all. So I had to come up and pay. I had paid 104. I think I paid 104 and two. I think it was similar to Rocky. I paid 104 and two seconds to move to 102. Because he wouldn't, I, I he think- wouldn't move up to 101.
4: Would wow. it be crazy if you would just said like, hey, will you give me an extra second? Everyone would would think you're crazy. But let's oh, say Anthony Richardson, yeah, Anthony Richardson pans out. That's genius at that yeah, point. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. Agreed. It's risky. I don't
6: I, I had the league where I had the 103. And so my quarterbacks in that league, I had Josh Allen and, and Dak, and it's a 14 team. I had jo, um, Jordan Love too. So I wasn't feeling too hurting too bad at quarterback three. And so I gave up. Um, I believe it was three seconds to go from the one Oh three to the one Oh one to get Bijan because of having locked down at the two quarterback positions.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. just
1: seems like everybody just doesn't feel like they're ever getting enough for that one Oh one to like, it, yep. even if someone is willing to try and trade up and give you a decent offer, it's, it's still almost never what you feel like you should be getting given the way everybody talks about Bijan yeah. and the one Oh one and what you, the haul you should get. Uh but uh, so we're now in the 102 man it's you.
3: Yeah, this is easily Anthony Richardson for me uh, and I think people have made the argument that it's him it's him in one quarter not a uh, 102 necessarily but he's the quarterback one and one quarterback leagues because of the risk and the upside and and in superflex you should take one of the safer guys but for me I think that Anthony Richardson is safe I think that Russian ability is the floor and once the passing ability comes comes through that's the the ceiling that we're going to get if it comes. Uh, just some fun stats that I'm sure everybody knows at this point, but only 9.2% sack percentage on pressure dropbacks compared that to 26.8% for Will Levis, 14.1% for Stroud, and 12.5% for, for Young. Uh, I just think he does things that veteran savvy quarterbacks do. You know, he looks off defenders. Yes, he's bad in the shortened area in m- middle of the field, but he does things that you don't coach. He's only played the, played the position full-time for one season, uh, you see him manipulate defenders at the second level. Uh, and look, it, it, do we think he can be Justin Fields? Because last year, Justin Fields only 60.4% passing. And let me, uh, I will say Richardson will probably be less than that his first year, but only 149 and a half passing yards a game, only 17 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. He missed two games and he still finished as the quarterback, six overall, uh, fifth in points per game. So I just, I think the floor with the rushing is is a quarterback one from the jump if he starts right away uh despite all of the concerns with accuracy so once that passing does come along if it does that's when we hit the ceiling
1: and i know a lot of people have uh anthony richardson as the as the qb1 one One of my things with him uh, to me there's obvious passing issues i don't think anybody disagrees with that no uh I don't see, and maybe I'm not watching. Like I, I'll admit, I haven't watched as many games on all these guys as, as I have in the past in past years. But when I watch him, I don't see. He definitely, he's obviously, you know, from the combine, crazy athletic, and he he does run the ball a lot. But I don't see like a Lamar <clears throat> Fields, Jalen Hurts level runner. I don't know if I'm just watching the wrong games. Is am I off on that? You are, yes. Okay, I guess must be watching the wrong games. I also don't like too. He loves to run into guys, which I I do not love. Either. He's three
3: love pounds him. lighter than Derrick Henry and an inch taller than Derrick Henry. I He's get Derrick it, Henry but I still don't love
1: my quarterback. Always like it seems like every time he just tries to pull over guys. Like the good thing about Lamar and Jalen Hurts is they are very careful and run out of bounds, slide all that stuff. He, I, I'm not seeing a lot of that from him, but. Yeah.
4: Yeah, like to be honest, I'm I've been a huge Anthony Richardson guy for a while now, and the only reason why I kept him at my QB three was because I've tried to incorporate analytics a little bit to balance out a lot of like the film analysis. But to me, it's a very fixable trait. Like he's he doesn't set his feet very well. He tries to play hero ball and use his arm, and that to me, like in comparison to like someone like Levis, I think that's like literally. I think Matt nailed it. Like he just needs reps and and decent coaching and some talent around him and i think the kid is going to be amazing so and
3: he had awful wide receivers at florida yes. i mean so many drops if you watch you know three four or five games from last season you will see multiple drops per game so yes the yes the accuracy is not great in the short and intermediate areas of the field but his wide receivers did not help him out his percentage would look no. a lot better if uh, they caught the ball
6: he knew coach too in his first year starting yep. and, yep. you know, before they had terrible coaching, Dan Mullen was a terrible coach. So um, yeah, it just a it really difficult environment for him to really succeed in Florida. So, um, and I moved him up to my quarterback one, once I felt comfortable that we weren't going to be the rug pulled out from underneath us on the, they, feel like you can't mention Malik Willis's name without, you know, like (laughs) so that idea of they're so different. Exactly. But, you know, it was always in your mind of like the rug was pulled out so hard last year. And and once I got the last couple weeks where it was like clear where this isn't happening, um, that's when I moved him up to number one.
3: And he landed in the perfect spot. Like you can't, you can't ask for a better spot. Yeah. And
1: yeah, Steichen has worked worked with Jalen Hurts. He also was, uh, Therefore, I Her- believe Justin Herbert's rookie Herbert, year. Yep. When, yeah, so he, he he's got the best uh, scenario coaching wise. I will admit that as well. So. Uh, But Jeff, which quarter, I assume quarterback, are you taking at the 103?
6: So the way I'm playing this this year is if I, I'm have a handful of picks in this area. I'm just really trying to diversify to make sure I walk out with as equal shares as possible between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Um, And I took Bryce Young earlier today in a draft at the 103. So I'm going to take CJ Stroud because I'm trying to do one in one out. And and just uh, either way, I think that they both, I have questions about what their ultimate ceiling are in a vacuum. I probably move Stroud above young, just because I have enough durability concerns on Bryce young. We saw some of those issues pop up in college. I do do think that there's some underlying athleticism on CJ Stroud that wasn't displayed. I think that part of Ohio, Ohio state's offense held him out of that. I think there was, certainly elements he mentioned that you know he wanted to get the ball to his teammates, and I think that that was part of it. They gave him the ability to hold on to the ball when you're playing against Northwestern, Iowa, whoever it might be. You, you can do that and allow a little bit more creativity downfield and take those chunk yardage versus taking off and run, and I, I do think that, that that athleticism is there. We've seen it in the past. He had a 65-yard touchdown run against Michigan State where he outran everybody, and even the Georgia game, we saw some of that athleticism as well, and so I think that can develop there, but ultimately it's just the, the way that I'm playing the game this year between him and Bryce Young and just trying to make sure I'm diversified one way or the other. I was pretty disappointed that they traded next year's first because um, yeah. knowing that Carolina didn't have next year's first, that was kind of a tiebreaker in my mind where they could have ended up with Marvin Harrison Jr. and you give Stroud the, CJ, the quarterback one, the wide receiver one for him, whereas I knew Bryce wouldn't be getting that piece. But um, now that they're both kind of in similar grounds there, where they're not exactly getting that piece, unless Tank Dell and Mark and Jonathan Mingo are those guys. But yeah, and I,
1: I'm at the 104, and I actually kind of love this spot because i i do have richardson at three for me i think he, i i get that he has the highest ceiling i also think he has the lowest of the three and and with this pick i i i really like both stroud and young i have stroud slightly ahead but i'm fine to take whichever of the three quarterbacks is left which is basically the scenario you're getting at 104 and so i'm taking bryce young uh like him a lot the basically the only concern there is the size i think for me i mean he's got everything else he's a accurate he's got a good deep ball. He's uh, uh, obviously mobile. So uh, it, it's just, you know, is the size going to matter uh, in the NFL? And uh, we've seen plenty of small quarterbacks do well. So uh, I'll take, I, I'm fine with Bryce Young. It's the only reason that like Stroud and Young are super close for me. It's the, the size is basically why I, I put CJ Stroud slightly ahead. Um, but I'm happy to get whichever quarterback falls if I'm at the 104. I think it's the the perfect spot so i'm taking bryce young here uh any any comments by anybody on bryce young before we move on that's great value
4: um it's excellent value can i help you (laughs) speaking of great value
1: someone did mention in the chat earlier in another league i'm in i guess they must be in that league too uh i did i got young at the 106 and i was jumping for joy wow Uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was that's really good.
6: Best of his poker face right now. He's <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: that
1: uh, <it>, <laughs> was a wild, like, good. Uh, I think both JSN and Gibbs went in the top five, and that's how I ended up getting yep. them. And I actually traded up from eight to six to get them. So,
3: there there are some big names touting that. Um, I think Gretch and Siegel's Pod Stealing Bananas. I think they mentioned that they would rather have. Uh, both jsn and uh and gibbs over i think i can't remember as any of the quarterbacks but at least some of the quarterbacks mm-hmm. so I, I mean i think that that line of thought is out there for sure yeah okay. and i i feel like to that i push back on that
6: join any startup right now and don't and if you don't grab two of the elite quarterbacks like you're gonna you're looking at daniel jones in round four and you're wondering like is this a decision that i'm ready to make and that's my pushback on that i understand in a vacuum if you're like looking at the class uh, just stacking it up and, and kind of betting on these quarterbacks not being high upside guys but i think the dynasty quarterback landscape is such that the grab that those young quarterbacks it's just it's an impossible decision for me to take a, a running back or a Wide receiver that went 20th in the draft Over one of these young quarterbacks That could be first round dynasty picks next Year and every startup
3: percent Agreed So
6: Mike that brings us to you with the 105
5: Yes yeah, so I'll go uh, I'll stay chalk here I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs From the Detroit Lions <clears throat> Sorry I love the landing spot he gets us DeAndre Swift And I think it's a good spot for him too I saw a report today That they're going to use him in the slot more than they did uh, at Alabama, which fantastic, you know, um, I love it. He's a great receiving back. And I think getting him in space is a smart thing. I love what the Detroit Lions are doing overall, building their roster. Um, I'm not a Lions fan, but I kind of cheer for him a little bit because they've been down for so long that it's nice to see them be successful. I do think they actually have a chance to win uh, the NFC North next year because, You know, Kirk Cousins might have to play a meaningful game on primetime, and we all know what happens when he does that, right? But who cares about that? Kirk Cousins gets his fantasy points. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be a locked-in guy. If I have him anywhere, I'm starting him week one. I'm just going to roll him out there. I'm going to see what happens. I also think David Montgomery is going to be really good in that offense too. A little bit of thunder and lightning there, kind of like what they did, what they're still doing in New Orleans with the running backs. So Jameer Gibbs, for me at the 105, sign
1: me up. And that brings us to one of six. I did want to ask, is, uh, uh every I guess I'll, I'll throw this out to everyone real quick. Uh, I'll start with Jeff, uh, JSN or or Gibbs. If you're at five, you know, in that five-six
6: area, which one do you want more? I've been steadfast that I had JSN above Gibbs, but the draft pushed me over the edge um, because you you got a running back that's going twelfth in the draft, whereas you saw Jackson Smith and Jigba drop into twenty, landing in a landing spot. That long term, I think that's fine. Assuming they can, assuming Geno Smith is either the, either the quarterback or they solve quarterback, but, uh, you know, for the majority of his career, he's going to be 1A, 1B with DK Metcalf, which works great for Tyler Lockett. And so they, they funnel enough targets there, but just Gibbs landing that 12th pick. And I think an offense that really wants to show off how smart they are in taking him. At, I think that a little bit safer play there, I think, versus Jackson Smith and Jigba, concerns on his ability to win outside, concerns on Seattle not traditionally featuring three wide receivers. And and so those types of things I think swayed Gibbs above in my mind. Are you there too, Matt, or would you rather have the wide receiver?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I think I would flip a coin, to be honest with you, if I had one, if I had the 105 in this. I guess I do have the 105 now. Um, I, I'll, I'll probably take JSM because of the, the state of my team. Um, but I mean, it, it's tough to argue with, with with 12th overall capital for a running back. Um, I mean, every, everyone that goes there basically does well, right, with, with that kind of capital. We're talking Christian McCaffrey capital. I think he was eighth overall in, in 2017, so not quite a top ten pick, but he's right there in terms of that. So, uh, yeah, I think I think you can't go wrong with either one. I would take the wide receiver just because I want wide receivers, and I think that – you know, uh, God, what's his name? The new offensive coordinator that came over for the Rams. Anyway, he's used to running three wide receiver sets. I think there could be a change in philosophy there. Maybe they are running, running more three wide receiver sets, and JSN is going to be on the field enough to make it happen this year, but, uh, it's certainly a, a risk for year one. And, uh, Jack, you don't get the choice in this mock
1: draft, but if you, if you had, uh, and maybe you'll shock us and you won't even take JSN at six, but, uh, which one would you take at five?
4: It's JSN to me. Like uh, the one hundred five, one hundred six range is best available, and um, and it, it, it's easy to say in a vacuum right now where I don't have a team to manage. But um, since I am in that vacuum and I can't have that objectivity, um, <laughs> I've, I try to I try to 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 stick with my process and its positional values for me. Like if you have three different positions in the same bucket or tier it's quarterback wide receiver running back for me. And a lot of that is just, I know that a a wide receiver is probably going to last a lot longer than what a running back is. However, there, there is a caveat that I I don't know if anyone else got the report today that that this is from a coach that they plan on using Jameer Gibbs in the slot. This is something that gets thrown around a lot, but Gibbs is a real player now, a real player now that I, I think they, they kind of have to. They have to use him in the slot. You yeah. know, they got the team now. Uh, but who is the wide receiver three for Detroit? You know,
3: well, I just think he provides, he lets them stretch the defenses horizontally. Now you got Jamison, once he comes back to stretch the defenses vertically, uh, he had 33 slot uh, slot routes. I start like 33 routes, receptions. I just saw this a second ago. Anyway, I think 33 slot routes. Um, uh, last season and 44 on the outside. So if they don't use them as a wide receiver with the capital a's pin on them, I think that's pretty egregious.
1: Okay, so that uh, brings us back to Scott at the 107.
2: Yeah, you guys are just making it easy for me. Um, I'm going to smash Dalton Kincaid here. Um, I don't... I I am seeing this in my actual drafts quite often. Um, so I'm surprised like to hear Jeff say, I love to get him at like 111 because like he fell to 110 yesterday and I like traded half my roster to move up from 112 just (laughs) to get him there. So, um, I mean, that's as far as I've seen him fall so far in my like dozen or so I've got going. Um, I'll just take him there in the, in the premium. If it's not a premium, uh, I'm cool. Wait until late first but here I just think he can be a difference maker and give you that positional advantage. Um, Just, we typically see those guys, obviously talented guys, less blocking, meaning more slot work and with a great quarterback and he's got all those plus draft capital. Um, So, I mean, I, I think he's got everything you could be looking for, whether you're film or data. I mean, he just he fits every which way, so I'm just going to plug him in there, and uh I, I will rock with him in, in tight end premium leagues uh pretty much ahead of almost all of these receivers personally.
1: So are you – excuse me. Are you worried at all about – because we heard this narrative a couple of years ago. I did anyway, with, with Kyle Pitts that, oh, he's not going to produce <laughs> year one and you can get him cheaper after the year. Are you worried drafting him at 107, Dalton Kincaid? That Yeah, I, I agreed with that. On, I see Matt shaking his head. I agreed with that on Pitts, but that wasn't necessarily going to be the case. Yeah. It has dropped from like he was like three first immediately after the draft, but uh, he's still worth it quite a bit. But anyway, uh, but Scott, in terms of drafting a tight end, that's my only kind of reservation there is like when he goes for like, you know, 50 catches for 500 yards and four touchdowns is are you going to be able to get them cheaper than a 107 next year
2: yeah may, maybe i mean i'm not spending a 103 though you know yeah, i mean no, if i'm not if Pitcher, i have a 107 108 109 i mean uh in most cases that means i was a playoff team i mean i think in all cases mostly um <laughs> in mostly all cases um so yeah uh i i would just say that's you know, unless I have Kelsey or maybe even if I have Kelsey, I don't know. But uh pretty much I just want that guy that can have that advantage. I don't I don't know that any of these receivers are difference makers. That um, plays into it, too.
1: I think, So I, trend, I don't yeah.
2: know. It's not that I don't like them. I like I like them all. Uh, I just I don't I don't know what to do like with them necessarily. I don't think you plug them in day one and are like, oh, yeah, this this guy just absolutely put me over the top and I'm winning championships now because I have zay flowers or jordan addison you know but kincaid i mean if everything works right he can definitely give you that advantage
6: yeah, I mean, if he ends up long term as the Bills' number one receiving option after Diggs ages out, I mean, you, you just got Travis Kelsey for the next 10 years. And versus, I think Quentin Johnston has the upside that to be that number one wide receiver for Justin Herbert for the majority of his career, With given the ages of the Chargers wide receivers right now. But um, Jordan Addison, you know, you're buying into he's going to be the second wide receiver for the Vikings forever with behind Justin Jefferson with whatever they end up at the quarterback position.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, definitely. So Matt, we're back to you with the one Oh eight.
3: Yeah. I feel I don't want to dump too hard on Dalton Kincaid, but I do feel like I got a little bit of a gift here with Addison. I just I just really like the player a lot. I know the size concerns, all that stuff, but he landed in just the perfect location, and it's going to be a high-volume high volume pass offense. This guy is a, just a master of the double move. He disguises his route so well. Uh, it's like he has a turbo button after the catch. Um, I love the fluidity of his footwork, the way he disguises the direction of his cuts at the top of the stem. Like he's just he's just such a fun player. And I think that he landed in one of the best possible spots for him. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, I think, is going to be fine for for him for this year. And whatever happens the year after that, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, but anyway, either way, he's never going to face number one competition that uh, off the defense unless. less. For some reason, Jefferson misses time, so I just love the spot. Maybe you're not getting a wide receiver one for for, for fantasy and dynasty out of this pick, but I think you're getting a absolutely solid uh, wide receiver two, three kind of kind of player that you're going to be plugging in every week. Addison
4: isn't. Is go ahead, Jagger. I was going to say Addison. Um, he's kind of moved up my rankings because, uh, um, in mine in my analysis, I never thought that Jordan Addison would be like a wide receiver one for a team, but he would be an excellent wide receiver too. Yeah. And what better situation could you be in than being Justin Jefferson's wide receiver 2 You're virtually rarely going to get double covered. You know, it's, it's a, it's an excellent spot.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, like when I was uh, looking at Addison project, I, I never necessarily thought he was going to be a fantasy wide receiver one. So I kind of agree. Like, I think most people think that he landed in a very nice spot and I, he's not ever going to be their wide receiver one. I think it's unlikely he's a fantasy wide receiver one, but I think being across from Justin Jefferson can kind of make him that, like Matt was saying, that solid wide receiver too uh, that I thought he probably would be anyway, but you know, having, having the, you know, Jefferson pulling coverage uh, at least for the next, uh, at least next year, uh, I guess we'll see beyond that. He's got a pretty solid quarterback uh and i i think he's uh of the receivers he's probably the most likely to give you really good fantasy relevant he's production safe. out of the gate safe. yeah
3: safe exactly
2: mm-hmm. uh
1: so jeff we're back to you with the 109 uh,
6: for me this is pretty easily quentin johnston i've got yep. johnston above addison in my ranks uh, John- addison went or Johnston went above addison in the actual nfl draft and i think you look at the landing spot he's going to be put to taking a school with uh, being Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in the same room there I think are going to really help him out and really you you look two years down the line he could be the Chargers easy number one target for Justin Herbert with really what's the landscape around him going to look like and, and so so that I think that just the bet on the upside that's there I, I know there's some concerns on his polish he's, he's still pretty new to being wide receiver so he wasn't one of these guys that's played the position since they're seven years old type thing where um, he, he's kind of developing in that role. And I think a lot of a lot of the analysis around him, I think, kind of pigeonholed him in one direction because of his body type that he's not really that type of player. He's really explosive and creative after the catch. And you know, he's got the ability and the physicality to win downfield and he can do those things. And I know that his contested catch numbers were not fantastic, but he also had uh, Max Dugan throwing him the ball in contested catch situations versus Caleb Williams for Jordan Addison. So, I mean, you're talking night and day differences there, but I do think that the upside is there in that scheme and the attachment to Justin Herbert is enough to put him above Addison in my mind.
1: Yeah, I, i'm with you there i wish you hadn't picked him because i'm not next at 110 and this is why i do not want the 110 matt uh because for me this is where things (laughs) fall off uh uh, and i do like Quentin. i think i i think i I maybe with you jeff that i i think both of us may like quentin johnston Mm -hmm. more than than a little higher than consensus here i i definitely love the ceiling there i know some stuff has been made about his drops and things like that but Uh, that can be cleaned up so uh, I definitely think there's high potential there and there's there's not really another receipt you know there's a lot of uh, receivers we're probably going to be drafting uh, during the rest of this draft but uh, to me after those three it kind of and I I, like I said I'm not a Zay Flowers guy so it kind of falls off even though he's a first round guy and he would be my next receiver for the draft capital if nothing else I I don't want to pick him here. <laughs> so I wanted, I was hoping you wouldn't take Quentin Johnson for some reason, but I was pretty sure you would. Uh, so this, again, Matt gave me this damn pick that I, <laughs> <use. laughs>
3: Jomay makes a pick for you. Rocky. Can I just He's trade this Baptist for a vet? Can I do that? Uh <laughs>
6: Well, but I think this Ill- illustrates a good point that if you're in a league that's not super plugged in and you maybe you draft next week, maybe you're playing in a safe leagues and you draft next week and you're sitting at the 110, 111 do what you can to move up to the 109 or 108 and walk out happy of <laughs> your draft.
1: Yes. Great point. Matt, Matt
6: was smart. I took seconds.
1: Anyway, um <laughs> uh I to me it's uh it's between the the two running backs, I don't, I don't, I don't want to draft uh, any of the tight ends this high. I know some people in this, but he may be the one uh, it would take Levis here. Maybe I just, I don't like taking players. I believe are going to be bad. So I am not going, I'm not going to take him simply because he's a quarterback. So it comes down to the two running backs and this is probably not the ideal pick, but I'm, I'm just going to go with the talent, even though I absolutely despise the situation uh, and take Zach Charbonnet. Uh, it's, mm. I, I I liked him so much uh, pre-draft. Too, yeah, I, 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 he was easily in my RB three, and uh, he was he, he was fairly close with Gibbs for me. Uh, he, sorry, Matt, what were you gonna say?
3: Oh no, I was just gonna stay, I was gonna give a little pause and positives for Charbonnet, but I didn't didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Uh, no, yeah, and so uh, yeah, I mean it's fine. You can go ahead. I just uh, the, the, I'm just going to mention you know the whole Seattle Ken Walker thing. Obviously, is a killer uh, for his potential, um, but I'm just praying that in some way it works out. And uh, I, I'm I'm going to buy into the talent. I I don't like to go, even though this situation does not look very good with a young another young running back that was just drafted last year. I don't like to 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 weigh situation too too much, um, but. I, I admit this is not an ideal situation for, for running back, but he did get the capital and he has the talent. So I, I'm going to take him.
3: I, I think it, I mean, it's obviously scary, right? It's a, it's a bad situation at the surface level and on paper and all that. But I mean, maybe I think there's a chance that maybe they don't like the boom bust nature of, 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 uh, Kenneth Walker's runs, you know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the stat because I can't remember what I'm doing off the top of my head, but he was one of the worst in the league in terms of runs that went for two yards or fewer uh so you know he's going to have those 60 70 yard runs sure Those for the for the touchdowns those are very exciting but on a on a per touch basis he's not a very efficient back and charbonnet is that kind of grinder that seattle style that that Pete carroll style and he's versatile and catch the ball out of the backfield so i don't think he's dead i think the the ceiling is certainly limited as long as walker is there and healthy and all that but walker had injury concerns of his own last year right so uh, I think there's lots of scenarios where we could have several games this season where where Charbonnet outproduces uh, Kenneth Walker. So it's scary for the long term, scary for the short term, but I don't think he's completely dead. And, and that's been part of my thinking with it as well. I mean, they, they
1: had Walker and they still use similar yeah. capital on, on another back. That, that, that must mean something. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So i mean, we're just taking it as a given because, you know, Kenneth Walker was like the RB four in Dynasty or whatever he was, that he's just gonna be the lead back no matter what, and Charbonnet is basically some people are acting like he's basically a backup and I even I don't think it's out of the question he could get more carries
3: than Walker. I think it hurts more I think it hurts Walker more than it does Charbonnet, to be honest with you.
4: Yeah, and and the good point there is that like I think we're not we're not really counting how much better a receiver Charbonnet is so when you think about fantasy upside and what gives us actual points I would rather have Charbonnet over um over Kenneth Walker I just think he's a better talent he's a he's a much smoother runner um it, he's an adequate enough pass blocker and, and like Matt said he's a he's a grinder and and like and uh, him in the passing game is, is what we need to chase. So I, I like this pick here. I'm a little upset and I'm, and I, I thought he would fall to me right here. So now at least I got one more pick to, to gather my, my craft together and figure it out. So go you.
1: <laughs> As Jagger said, he does have one more pick because Mike is now up at the 111.
4: So, if
5: I was actually on the clock with this pick, I'd probably look to trade this pick for a player in the NFL getting me points right now. Um, being that it's tight end premium, I might look to move this and another piece for like Pat Friermuth or maybe Greg Dulcich, something like that. But that's not what we're going to do. So it is a 1.75. Titan premium i'm actually going to take michael Mayer here um and just to touch on the zach charbonnet situation i tell people all the time on my show the nfl doesn't really care about your fantasy team they're drafting to make their team better and you have to adjust so everybody was upset when charbonnet went to the seahawks and i'm like the nfl does this to us every year you have to adjust you have to but if you look at our labs depth chart because i don't think uh official nfl depth charts come out to like august he has to get past austin hooper He's, uh, Michael Mayer is currently the second tight end, and his competition behind him is O.J. Howard, Jesper Horstead, Cole Fotheringham, and John Samuel Schenker. So I have a really good inkling John Michael Jacob, Mer-
1: Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> I think
5: Michael yeah. Mayer can definitely get past these guys in that offense with Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you look at their wide receiver room, it's not anything great. Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, we like those guys. And of course, Devontae Adams. But other than that, there's really not a lot there. He could be a very productive player from day one. And you know what? When you're at the 111, you're looking at a guy, you know, got to, you get on your roster, hopefully develop a little bit here. And I think he's that guy. There's a lot of tight ends I like in this class. Admittedly on my show, I talk about tight ends too much, but guess what? The NFL proved me right again. They matter because I <laughs> think more tight ends were drafted this year than running backs. I think it was 16 to 14, 18 running backs. Was it eighteen? Well then, whoever told me that was wrong. Sorry, <laughs> I lied to you on Dynasty
4: Junkies, but I'm going Michael Mayer, in
1: Las Vegas. Okay, so Jagger, have you collected yourself here? You, you you know who you're picking?
4: Yeah, man, you guys made it super easy. It's Zay Flowers for me, and I'm excited. I'm 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 been a huge Zay Flowers there, Really excited to get the for him to get the the draft capital to validate the. Um, the hype that I've been giving him. I think he's a all around wide receiver. He can play inside or outside. Um, his best ability is a uh, after the catch and he provides something different that um, Baltimore hasn't had. And I'm not super worried about the wide receiver room. We don't know if Odo Beckham jr. Is even going to play a full season, let alone play to the level that we know that, that he can be. And then Rashad Bateman is, 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 to me the odd man out on here because uh, he's the only one who can't really play in this slot, you know, and Zay Flowers is someone who can be on the field at all times because of that alone, I think, you know, and, and I think Mark Andrews is going to, I don't think he's going to be, the the tight end that we all thought he was going forward because I know everyone's freaking out but Todd Monken is now the offensive coordinator I think we got to move past the fear of Greg Roman and then like we kind of hit on this earlier in the show. Once you pay a quarterback, you kind of don't want them to get hit anymore. And all these offseason moves kind of validate that for me. So I think the volume's there. Um, I heard someone say in a podcast that, you you know, now that the wide receiver room's a little bit more crowded and there there might be a smaller piece of the pie, but overall I think we should project a bigger pie. So I love the pick. I like the upside. He, He might be best in best ball right now, but definitely in the future, I think he's a guy that can project as a wide receiver one.
6: I think Rashad Bateman can be out of there a lot sooner than people realize. Yeah. I think that people are thinking he's young. He's going to be there forever, but he's coming up on, you know, he's got after this year is being his contract year. And I know that he was kind of making some waves about being unhappy even before this year.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. So, so that finishes up our first round. I'll just uh, recap real quick um, and then we'll move on to the second. I want to also Say, so way to go, guys. I'm not drafting Will Levis in the first round, though I'm pretty sure he's coming up soon here. Um, but <laughs> at 101, Scott took Bijan 102, Anthony Richardson, uh, 103, CJ Stroud. I took Young at Bryce Young at four. Um, Mike took Jameer Gibbs at five, at six, Jagger went JSN uh, 107, Dalton Kincaid. 108, Jordan Addison. 109, Quentin Johnston, 110, Zach Charbonnet, 111, Michael Mayer, and 112, wide receiver, Zay Flowers, which brings us back to Scott at 201.
2: It is time to stay on brand. And <laughs> last year at this time, I took Kenny Pickett, even though I don't like him, but that's the process. You guys made fun of me. I still did it. Here we are, and I'm going to do it again. Will Levis, 201. That's just my process. I'm taking quarterbacks. So uh the guy's gonna play. Tannehill. Yeah, he's he's toast, man. He's uh he's either gonna be hurt or just moving on because they don't want to win game. I don't know. I they're very confusing right now. They're like trying to retool, but they're not. So whatever. Levis is gonna play this year. And, you know, we'll see, maybe I can flip him for a 24 first or even a 25 first, or maybe even a 26 first, but I'll turn that second into a first and, and I'll call it a win. See,
1: my thing is with the, even with, even a two of one, I don't love taking him. I might take him there, but I just think, and again, I, maybe I'm over the top with how, you know, I don't, it's, it's all, it's getting close to how I was with Zach Wilson, but I did turn out to be correct there. But, uh, I just, I think he's going to come in and not be good. And he doesn't have the, I was the number two overall pick capital to hold value if he comes in and is not good. So that's what scares me about him is like, you're he's a quarterback that I don't believe will succeed. And he's not going to ne- necessarily hold value if he doesn't succeed, even if he starts this year. But I, I definitely would like to get some other people's thoughts on Levis Cause I'm very kind of over the top against Levis.
6: <laughs> My concern is that he never really gets a shot because you know, the Titans are an eight game losing streak right now. And they, they really fell apart at the end of last year. And I don't know that the Titans are what we thought they were two years ago when they were for the first seed in the AFC. And so if they're in position or if they're able to draft them outright or able to move up into position to get a Caleb Williams or a Drake may, I mean, Levis might never even get a shot. You know, he might look, well, languish and end up there and, and i think it's it's fair to question if malik willis ever really got a fair shot to be honest but you know dropping the third round is a little bit different than early second round but again it's it's one of those that you're not feeling like you're married to the guy because if that does happen you're gonna have an entire new regime in place making that decision i would think
1: and if that, i think that's I was just going to say, if that pans out, it would be kind of hilarious that they took in the last two years, two <laughs> quarterbacks that we thought were going to go in the first round and were are going to be extremely fantasy relevant. And then neither of them really got a shot and they take a third one. <laughs> but anyway, Matt, what were you going to say?
3: Oh, no, I was just going to make a dumb joke that I forgot already. So. <laughs> oh, no, I know what um, it was. I think he just called uh, Will Levis a less smarter, less smart uh, Josh Rosen is what I think. That Jeff just uh, yeah,
2: basically. <laughs> yep, yep.
4: I mean, uh, honestly, for me, uh, I, I've been pretty low on, on Levis. But to be to add a little bit of positivity on it, I think he was drafted to the ideal spot because uh, Tennessee doesn't particularly ask their quarterbacks to do a whole lot. And that's why someone like Tannehill has thrived there or – or thrived whatever you want to you know he had a couple of good seasons there so long and i know that arthur smith was a big part of that success but they essentially hired the tight ends coach that uses one of like essentially the same system that arthur smith uses so uh, that is one caveat that i'll add and i and i i will take levis if i'm qb needy and desperate in like a super flex lead because you have to sometimes but jeff um Makes an excellent point that the Titans are just ungood, and <laughs> he might not get a he might not get a chance. So, I mean, it, 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 it's a risk because um, he doesn't see the field well. Um, he has some mechanical issues, specifically throwing to his left. He throws against his body, which uh, on your blind side, right there, that's a that it, that's interception city right there. And I don't know. That's just my analysis on it.
3: He takes a sack on one every four pressure drop racks, (laughs) 26.8% of the time. That's going to kill NFL offenses. Uh, There's a, I forget again, I'm pulling all these stats that I cannot remember the exact stats. So it's probably not helpful, but uh, there's some stat out there that it's like, I think it's like 40% or 60%. Don't quote me on it. Some significant number that if you take a sack on a drive, uh, you're probably not going to score basically. And he takes a lot of sacks and he's inaccurate. Mm. So Mm. I just think both of those things are going to kill him
1: plus he puts mayo in his coffee so he's clearly a psychopath so
3: <laughs> and eats bananas with the whole peel on it i think those were just jokes but still like that's it's even more protein sad. man
5: gotta get that protein in there <laughs> mike we, we've
3: heard from everyone else
1: any any thoughts on levis before we move on
5: yeah i don't hate will levis as much as everyone else he's got a big arm he's got a quick release uh i know people are knocking him because he couldn't beat out sean clifford that wasn't Will was fault. That was James Franklin's fault. James Franklin, to a fault, is way too loyal to his upperclassmen, although I do think that's starting to change. Um, well, of course, when you recruit Singleton and Catron Allen, you're going to play those guys over Kayvon Lee or whoever else they had there. Um, but, yeah, look, statistically, he wasn't the best. It does take a lot of hits. Um, I really appreciate how... That's got to be Kevin, because when the first comment came up, Jeff was speaking, so I'm assuming he wasn't trolling me. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Um, But, yeah, and they did also say that Kentucky's offensive line was terrible, so you can't put that all on him. He's going to get an upgrade at offensive line. My concern for Will Levis, what weapons does he really have? He has Derrick Henry. He has Traylon Burks, who wasn't what we thought he would be last year. He had some injuries as well. And then you got what, aside from that? Chegon Conquo, who we kind of like. But what's he going to be? So, you know, like like Jeff was saying, there could be a possibility here that if they're not good, they just move on. And I hate seeing guys like Malik Willis, even Matt Corral, never even really get a chance to do anything. Will Levis could be that next guy. But this is the point of the draft that you're at. In the Superflex League, you have to take those chances, unfortunately.
6: I think there's two interesting sliding doors moments on on Levis because there's the comments that Jim Airsay said that the Colts were willing to take him at four, had Anthony Richardson not been on the board. And so, you know, we could be living in a reality where Will Levis goes <laughs> fourth overall in the NFL draft. And then the other interesting less so moment is um, Brianna Bean basically said that a deal was done with the Titans where the Titans would have come up to 27 if Dalton Kincaid wasn't on the board and the Bills didn't move up there. And so all of a sudden you're, you know... The imaginary line between being a the second player drafted in the, the second round versus still being a first-round pick is is still kind of in play there, too. So it, it's just an interesting thought exercise of, of the different realities that you could be living with, Will Will Levis. But unfortunately, we're in the worst timeline, so here we go. I have a question. <laughs> Does
5: anyone really want to believe anything that comes out of Jim Rose's mouth? Right now, I mean, uh, I think that's right. Jimmy,
6: careful, capable of anything. So I think that the Colts were 100% married to taking quarterback. And so, yeah. um, and, and, but that's that. It's interesting to me because it opens up some questions on Anthony Richardson, where we're like, "Hey, you know, he went fourth overall in the draft. Like, all right, he's he's got it." But this is also the team that's evaluating Will Levis as being w- worth the fourth overall pick in the draft, and so point. you know, Anthony Richardson <laughs> could have been sitting until twenty-five, and we're freaking out. So I mean, they could have
5: shocked us all and been like fourth overall, Tanner Morgan. Let's go, he's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't, and here we are. So we got to be thankful
4: for that. Jim Irsay is the type of guy that you'll run. Into too if you stay at a party too late and then he's just trying to tell you about cryptocurrency and you like can't escape that conversation
5: he's that (laughs) uncle on holidays where you're like great who invited this guy you know what i mean it's like now i gotta talk please don't hug my wife (laughs) sir Let's just go to a different room. One
3: too many eggnogs at Christmas. <laughs> exactly.
6: I, would, I, would, I have a great expert panel available, and we're kind of in that range. I have a trade question for you guys. Would you rather have the 204 or would you rather have the 304 in a 24 second?
2: Uh, 204. 204.
5: I could get that 24 second next year. In the yep. season.
1: Yeah, I think so. Although I don't love the 204, then I'm going to have to pick your soon. But (laughs) you're going to get a good player, Rocky. You
5: got this, Rocky. We believe in you.
3: But we're not there yet because we're at Matt at 202. Yeah, I'm going to take my, I don't know if he's my favorite, but I think he's one of the most fun players in this draft. There's two running backs here that I'm considering, but the more fun one to me is. Devin A. Chain from Texas AM, Olympic level speed, 4'3", 10.02, and the 100 meter power strength, contact balance. Can't arm tech all the guy. Leg drive creates extra yardage for a small a back his size. He's not going to get 20 carries in a, in a game, uh, probably too much in the NFL, but he did average nearly that in, at Texas AM last year, including 38 carries against LSU. So I think he's a different kind of back for his size, and the, the track record certainly isn't great for um running backs his size per jj Zacharyson of all running backs since 2011 that it went to the combine or were drafted and weighed under 200 pounds zero have had a season of at least 15 points per game across their first three seasons the closest was andre ellington and tariq cohen so not great company there but i just really love the player i love the fit he goes to a team that's all about speed and he offers speed and I'm just not afraid of Raheem Mostert and and Jeff Wilson. Really, uh, from a from a production and efficiency standpoint, he may only get 10 to 15 touches a game. He may only get 12 touches a game. Whatever it is, I think he's going to be efficient enough on those touches to to put up fantasy numbers for us. So, Devin A-Chain here. And this is, I
1: think, Love the that. including trade sleeves, which this scoring that we're drafting under is based on. I think this may be the latest I've seen A-Chain go. Is this he's mock?
3: A- He's a one ten for me, I think.
1: Yeah. I've usually seen him go in the late first. I think I saw one two oh one. This is, he's two oh two in this draft. So good good value there, Matt. Um, but we now we're to Jeff at two oh three.
6: Yeah, I'm going to stick true to my board. I'm going to go Kendry Miller here. Um, yeah. I think that he's in a situation with the Saints where that could open wide open. Uh, you know, you look at it right now and it looks crowded, but we've seen that before. Even Alvin Kamara, you know, when Alvin Kamara came in, that looks incredibly crowded when he was a rookie and then they cut Adrian Peterson and Mike Mark Ingram kind of took a step back and uh, Kamara immediately contributed as a rookie. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Kamara if a expen- suspension is going to come down. Uh, that's ling we might be see a saint scene that enters a little bit of a rebuild that maybe decides to move off him and then Jamal Williams was very very productive last year but I think we have a long track record of knowing what Jamal Williams is and if he's able to duplicate that production I mean hats off to him but I think that you know I don't think any of us were buying Jamal Williams at this point last year short of like a throw-in or on a trade or maybe a late third or something like that but um, the the to buy in too much long-term is just not there. And so Miller that day two draft capital landing in a depth chart that I think could clear out for him. Doesn't have the injury concerns of some of the other guys around in the same area and just a safer running back pick. Love it. uh, I thought you were going to say something there Jagger. Now
3: I
4: was, but I I, I just like, I'm not into Kendra Miller and it's just, it, it was a head scratcher of a pick to me because um I don't know what he does that much better than Jamal Williams. He's not – I don't find him to be particularly that great of a receiver, and I wish he would run with his size. Um, he can lower his shoulder but a lot of times he he plays like a smaller back all the time and, and, it, and it bugs me so I, I thought it was a head scratcher for draft capital and landing spot but to go with process i can't really argue with jeff so that's why i was just
6: gonna shut up you know <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's, he's eight years younger I, than Jamal was say that's what i saying yeah. Wade, yeah. yeah i mean
3: yeah i think it's a great spot yeah. for him he he's, he's the biggest mover among the running backs for me uh he yeah. moved up four spots i think i just think it's a like you said it's a great situation kamara gets suspended jamal williams is old like it just seems like the runway is so short for him the pass catching is a concern six percent best season reception share um but you know at this point in the draft like you're looking for any kind of upside and i think yeah out there
4: yeah, 203. This is a, a slam dunk. I'm just being a hater, Jeff. That's just <laughs> a good?
6: No, but
3: it, it's, I mean, you know, we got, t- it's a
6: tear breaker. It's, it's, uh, we got some clarity in the draft because you're coming in, you kind of had him sitting there with other running backs in the tiers. Yeah. And now you know where everybody is. And he mer- moves to the top of that.
1: Yeah. I thought, I thought I might be taking Kendra Miller at the 204. And that was the one I was kind of okay with. But, um, since he is now gone, I am. I don't have a, a ton of deep analysis here, but I'm going to go with Sam Laporta. Good draft capital. Uh, Iowa likes to pump out those tight ends, some better than others. Uh, and uh, he goes to a, a spot with some really good opportunity in, in a, an offense surrounded, uh, you know, he's surrounded by other good offensive weapons, so the pressure's not going to be on him. Uh, and, yeah, so uh, Sam Laporta is my pick at 204. Jagger, Fantastic thought he was gonna
4: fall. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Sam Laporta. I got sniped twice. I got sniped in real life, and then this happened. and And it's it's a sad day. I love Sam Laporta. I think like <laughs> you pretty much nailed it. He's an Iowa tight end with great athleticism. Those are two sticky stats for tight ends, and we don't have a lot. So, <laughs> <you know? laughs>
1: okay. So uh, now we're back to Michael Bauer at the two hundred five.
5: I want to say, I love the Samuel Laporta pick. Uh, also, we should be paid by the University of Iowa for having to scout that terrible offense um, <laughs> because it's that bad. But that being said, I don't know how. Oh, wait, he has gone. I was not paying attention. My bad. That's okay. I'm still getting my guy here because you know what? If you listen to my show, you know, I talk about this guy constantly. I love him. I'm going with Marvin Mims here.
3: I love, from it. Oklahoma.
5: love it. I love Marvin Mims. People tell me I'm crazy. But when he got drafted, they showed the highlights. Him just going up, yank it out of his out of the air. His body control, his bend—I guess they call it. I don't know. They usually use that for linemen, but just the things that he could do in the air, tracking it, going back to our lad's depth chart. He's only sitting behind Tim Patrick. Who's Tim Patrick? He's fine. Tim Patrick's a guy that uh, he was kind of like um, Zach Pascal a couple years ago. You have a wide receiver get hurt, you pick him off of waivers for a dollar. After the week you drop them, you lather, rinse, repeat. That's what Tim Patrick is to me. They've talked about chopping Cortland Sutton or Jared Judy. Judy's option was picked up, so Sutton could be on the move, in which case I think Mims has a chance to hopefully get some playing time. And Russell Wilson has to be better, right? Because behind him is Jarrett Stidham and Jarrett, Guarnatano. I'm sorry. I do not know who that is. I should know who that is, but I don't. Um, Russell Wilson has to be better, which means the whole offense gets better, so sign me up for Marvin Mims. I love this dude. He's been my guy since the day I scouted him, and I scouted him pretty early in the process, too, so sign me up. And now, Jagger, back to you.
4: Um, I, I have to pick between two people i love tank bixby hate the situation and i guess just just again sticking with objective process i'm going to pick Jaden reed here um he's a receiver that i've been high on before I even got the draft capital he reminds me of a lot of emmanuel sanders i don't think that he's he could be like a number one receiver or whatever you think that is you know as far as a continually being able to beat like double coverage but as a slot guy i I think he's in the perfect situation and I love what the Packers are doing um, to support Jordan love. And most importantly, when you build a wide receiver room, you kind of build it like a basketball team. And then, you know, you got your, your long ball threat and Christian Watson, who can be like the home run hitter. You know, he's, he's like your clay Thompson, but the guy that can consistently win a Deacon dunk and, and hit you with two pointers. Uh, the, the, that's Jaden Reed right here. I, I think he can eat a lot of volume and at the end of the day, maybe not in in real life football, but for fantasy, I think we could consider Jaden Reed better than Christian Watson in PPR formats because he's someone Ooh. that can get targets. And again, um, d- just to bring everyone back down to re- reality, um, he doesn't have a great catch radius um, uh, th- that that can hurt him as far as like getting touchdowns and something like that. But I I definitely love him in um, the situation, so this is a smash for me. And, okay, so, Scott, we're back
1: to you now, 207 for your last pick.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's probably a couple better players on the board. Um, I generally like to lean running backs when I'm not taking quarterbacks. Um, in this case, at 207, it might be just a bit early, but I've seen him go in this range um, in my actual draft. So I'm going to take uh, Tajay Spears, um, understand – the knee concern and all that. Uh, frankly, uh, I I don't really care um, about long term with running backs. I mean, I'm gonna generally grab them and uh, utilize them for the first few years. Maybe I won't get a ton out of him with Derrick Henry still there this year. Um, but I, I'm I'm good with taking a shot on him here over some of these other wide receivers that you know. I just I don't know what kind of production I'm gonna get from them.
1: Okay, and I guess we're kind of we're we're getting far into the podcast, so I'll just move right along here. Matt, you're up okay. next. Are we
3: going to talk about any players that we would like to take outside of this range? Because I want to take a player. I want to talk about a player that probably doesn't deserve to go here, but I. Yes, take him. At talking, the, after, just, the, okay. after the after the two twelve, I was going to ask right you here. all for
1: at least one name that we hadn't heard yet.
3: Perfect. Uh, in that case, I'll just go by my board, and I'll. I think it's time for the uh, the other quarterback here, Hendon Hooker. He's in a great spot for with uh, uh, behind Jared Goff, who you know, if he plays well again, if Goff plays extremely well again this year, maybe we have a conversation about him getting extended in Detroit and being there more long term. But right now, it seems like it's a good spot for him to heal, to learn behind an organization that I, I like the direction, even maybe despite the questionable picks from an NFL standpoint um, in this draft class. Um, but he's got athleticism. He's smart, but he played in a gimmicky offense, so we don't really know what we have with him. Um, but at this point, I'll take the quarterback value.
4: I want to take my pick back. <laughs> 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 we left the guy on the board, and I can't believe it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so angry at myself.
2: <laughs> oh, did I miss somebody? I, I know who you're. I know who you're saying, but. Oh, I see.
3: Yeah, uh, we right. uh, I know who yeah, it is. All, I, know it, who it it's, is. It's I know how. How do we do that? We can't.
0: I know it's. We're real
3: professionals over here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, yeah.
6: so we are back to Jeff at the two hundred nine. If I'm on the clock, this is probably going to be Tank Bigsby, just because of the way that my rosters are structured, I'm just going to throw oh. darts at running backs. Um, but. Mm. Uh, I'm going to deal with Rasheed Rice and I know that I know the other guy that you guys are probably talking about and I understand where you're going there but um, Rasheed Rice had a disastrous senior bowl but other than that he was he had a great combine and he lands Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City and I think that you know there's a heavy fade going on because we all got burnt last year with Sky Moore and then of course Clyde Edwards Hilaire but I mean you're talking about the late second round you're buying I think there's worth taking upside shots you hit an upside shot on Patrick Mahomes wide receiver that could potentially be his wide receiver one moving forward I, I mean that's a what a, a top 12 dynasty wide receiver moving forward if, if that pick hits because of the offensive environment where he's sitting and, and so I think that while I understand some other plays places to go here and maybe some safer picks it's just that upside bet that um, again I, I don't think other guys have that ceiling in this area
3: i love it he's got size he's got enough but it yeah he's yeah. got Patrick Mahomes. he's got every he's got everything you want everything Patrick. you want yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: okay so that's back to me at the 210 and i am again just late second i'm just gonna go on draft capital and take jonathan mingo um it's, it's, you know he's potentially the uh top receiver there i I don't like I don't love Anybody at this range at this point There's some guys I might be interested in That aren't really going this high but I uh, think Bigsby would be one I would Consider too Uh I do think He could get a little more work there than we think Um But I'm just going to take the shot On Jonathan Mingo here and uh Move on we'll move on to the two well I know Jagger was shocked when I Said that you, you, you hate Jonathan Mingo that much
3: I don't like him either I think he's a trap
4: um, I don't like him, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. There's one more pick. Let's just keep plugging along.
6: I don't know, as somebody that isn't like I've done a fair amount of rookie drafts before the draft, and I got Jonathan Mingo in either undrafted or the fourth round in almost every single one of them. So like yep. I have my exposure to Jonathan Mingo. I just can't imagine touching him in the second round.
1: Okay, so horrible pick by me, two eleven. <laughs> Michael
3: Bauer.
5: <laughs> that was a great pick, Rock. Yeah, I love it. This but, way, um, you,
3: you can't argue a draft gap on that yeah, yeah, That's basically what it was for me.
5: <laughs> and That's what I'm going to do again. I'm going to go back to the tight end well. 1.75 tight end premium. I know I'm saying his name wrong, but if you lived in Pennsylvania, you would say it like Luke Schoenmacher of the Dallas Cowboys tight end from Michigan. Also, who keeps putting go
4: blue? Go blue. blue. Is
5: that? Sidlow, man. <laughs> <You're kidding me. laughs> So this goes against the every fabric of my being. He's a Michigan product playing for the Dallas Cowboys. It just feels so dirty. I'm a Penn State fan and an Eagles fan, but draft capital doesn't lie. For once, the Dallas Cowboys did the right thing. They didn't really reach on somebody. Admittedly, we hadn't scouted him, and then he got drafted, and we're like, well, I guess we have to look at this guy now. And we turn on the tape, and we're like, okay, yeah, I understand why the Cowboys drafted him there were times where he was just absolutely wide open in the middle of the field. And, you know, unlike other guys, the quarterback threw him the ball and he caught it. <laughs> you know, we've seen times where guys are wide open and they just overthink it. Schumacher's physical. I love him at the catch point. Good hands. Pretty good after the catch too. Doesn't look like he'd be good after the catch, but he is. It's so weird. It's yeah. I love the value and hopefully Jagger still gets his guy here. Cause
4: he's smiling. Are you, are you happy? I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. I what I did, guys, is I pulled a Detroit. I picked the wrong pick first, <laughs> and then I fixed it later in the draft. Um, it's it's a steal, You're guys. Welcome. It's Josh Downs. It's Josh Downs at the two twelve. I I don't know how I let him fall here. I I don't care about the round three draft capital. It's day 2 and I think he immediately slides in to like a Devonte Smith type role into this offense with you know like you, you got Alex Alec Pierce playing um like the Quint not Quintesifos what's his name um, um Quez Watkins you know uh, over the top of the defense and then maybe we see Michael Pittman play a very 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 poor imitation of AJ Brown in comparison but him being with Reggie Wayne and and getting drafted into an offense that, or overall just a team that is a lot better. I think he could, I'm not going to say a, like a wide receiver one, but he, he could give you what consistent wide receiver two numbers just from the PPR value. Um, he plays bigger than his size. I, I don't think he consistently win outside, especially, you know, you can't expect him to be an X because he can't really beat the press. But if you put him in like a flanker role, the Z or move him inside and, um, in the formation in the slot, I think he can consistently eat targets. And again, he's not going to be asked to be the wide receiver one right away because Michael Pittman is there regardless of what you think about him. So this is a slam dunk pick. I'm excited. I think i won the draft. So I,
3: it, I I want to throw out some concerns with him and not the player himself, but just the landing spot because t- Indianapolis has this rushing quarterback. They have uh Jonathan Taylor. They have two massive tight ends and Mo Cox and Jelani woods. And I just feel like they're going to play 12 personnel and want to run the crap out of the ball. And if he, if downs is a true slot, does he get a, an on the field enough to get enough volume to be useful in fantasy? And then you throw on the top Anthony Richardson's issues with targets in the short and intermediate area of the field. I know downs can win downfield, so they'll match up that way. I just am concerned that if they run 12 personnel most of the time and want to run the ball, it, does Downs get enough 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 time on the field, you know?
4: That's fair. I can't really argue against that. Maybe the 212 is ideal.
3: <laughs> I don't no, I'm not trying to crap on there because I love the player. I love the yeah. player. I just I just you know thinking ahead I just what this offense could be. I mean who knows what it's going to be, right? But well, That's what it feels I, I guess like. It's it's,
4: gonna be. My question is Do you think Alec Pierce is a better player than Josh Downs?
3: Not like if you just put him right next to it, other, sure, not at all. But like in terms of playing on the outside, Devont. maybe on the outside, yeah. maybe
6: we have a couple of Eagles fans here. And um, do you guys think that Josh Downs could do the things that Devonta Smith did in the Eagles offense last year?
5: No, no, yeah. Devonta yeah. Smith is not. Or Josh Downs, not Devonta Smith. Well, he didn't go 10th overall oh, in the
6: draft, but... <laughs> I mean, Devonta
5: Smith ruined a lot of these other prospects because you're going to see, I think scouts are now seeing like, well, Devonta Smith was skinny, so these other skinny receivers can play. <laughs> Devonta Smith is, you know, he is his own anomaly. I thought, I'm like, I was excited when they drafted him. I'm like, this guy's not going to be able to withstand the pounding of the NFL. And he proved me wrong. He is a lot tougher than his frame would suggest and his his route running is some of the best i've ever seen and that's coming in from day 1 um his, his yeah. body
1: control is amazing too like you see catches from
4: the sideline yeah things like that
1: and my yeah. prediction
5: too is that he's an eagle longer than aj brown is personally
4: i uh, that's that's a fair assumption, I think One, he's got the first round draft capital So, like, you he, he already have him For three years, regardless yeah. And A.J. Brown um, isn't a Finesse player, so once that a- athleticism Goes, you could expect a lot of his Game to go along with it sure. Well, thanks guys for being a wet blanket <laughs> I'm not Josh Downs <laughs> Listen, if I got
5: Josh Downs at the two twelve and one of my oh, Josh, yeah, I'd be thrilled about that, again. to be honest with Agreed. you Agreed Absolutely,
3: absolutely Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah okay so that finishes up our second round uh, I know uh, I think it was puff pass kick in the in the chat and said we could do a third round but we're not doing a third round uh we're, we're very well Bye, into this podcast. as we usually are on junkies we're very far <laughs> into this podcast um, but I'll recap the second round uh, like I did with the first and then I did want to ask each of you if you could just uh, briefly give a give a guy we did not draft here you want to you know that you're looking at in the third or fourth rounds here uh, but for the second round, we had two, 201 Will Levis, 8-Chain at 202, Kendra Miller 203, Sam Laporte at tight end at 204, Marvin Mims 205, at 6, Jaden Reed uh, at 7, Tyje Spears, 208, Hendon Hooker, Rashi Rice at the 209, Jonathan Mingo at the 210, Luke I don't even know how to say his last name at the two eleven, and, <laughs> and uh, Josh Downs at the two twelve. So uh, I'll start uh, right below me, Jeff. With you, uh, g- give us a guy here. You know, somebody you're looking to target in the third or fourth round.
6: Um, so we talked about a little bit when I made the Kendra Miller pick about differentiate differentiation in that running back tier, who landed where, and separation. Um, is Iggy a, a band of Kanda? Like, Kanda landed at that back end of that. And I think that talent-wise, he's still probably pretty close to being in that tier. Landed with the Jets. And I think that people see that and they think, well, Brees Hall's there, he's stuck there. But, um, you know, there's a rumor that came out today that the Jets were looking at taking Jamal or Jamar Gibbs. And so there's some questions about what they want to do with that backfield if they want to rotate some bodies there. And so him landing there and the questions about Brees Hall's recovery, I mean, that could be a week one starter in that backfield very, very easily. And so that's a guy that he's really slipping later in drafts because landing in the fifth round, Being potentially buried that uh, I think it's worth the dart throw Okay Mike Anybody you want to throw out there
5: Well like I always tell people if you're Drafting starters in the third round like I need A guy to start right now you got to reevaluate how You build your rosters but (laughs) if I Have a late third round pick I don't mind Throwing it on Zach Evans I'm not a big Zach Evans fan but I feel that that is the one landing spot that could actually yeah. make him fantasy relevant. Totally. Where else he could have went. And again, in the late third round, why not? And if he does anything and you still don't like him and somebody else really wants him, flip him for something else you like or better draft capital. As much as I hate saying draft Zach Evans, you know, if it's late third round, that's fine.
3: They hate Cam Akers, and Kyron Williams is not going to be a lead back if something does yeah. happen to Akers. Yeah, like I've never been a Kyron Williams
5: guy. So, and you know, I don't understand why they hate Cam Akers. I don't know what's going on there, but we see that that coach—if you get in his doghouse, he will get you out of
3: there as fast as possible.
1: So, 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 man, I know you have a guy. Because, uh so, who is it?
3: I do. And it's tank though. And I know the size, I know it's gross, all that kind of stuff, but gosh, <laughs> first in so receiving touchdowns with 17, uh, you know, elite route runner runs every route. He runs back shoulder fades at that size. He's not going to do that in the NFL, but he just seems like he's always open at the goal line. You see him uh get isolated and he just beats the guy off the line. He, he does, a, does this fake against uh, Tulsa, uh, fakes the fade and then like just beats his man. It's just, so fun. So the thing that I, I guess we don't really have time to do this, so I'll just throw out my thoughts on, and if you guys want to go longer, you can, but to me with tank Dell comes a conversation of how exactly size affects the wide receiver position. And for me, there are three main ways. Number one is not, not necessarily in, in this order, but number one, injury concerns, size, all that kind of stuff. But tank Dell has not missed a game single game in college football at his size. Number two, contested catch ability against bigger defenders, but tank was seven for 13 on contested catch opportunities compared that Quentin Johnson, who is what six, seven inches taller and 40 or 50 pounds heavier. He was just eight of 23 on contested catch situations. Uh, and then the last one is catch radius, which there's no, there's no way you can fix that, right? He's just short. So he's going to have smaller arms. Um, so does he really have the ability to extend for the ball against bigger corners and things like that? So I just, I don't know. There's something about Tank Dell that I love combined with the fact that, that uh, CJ Stroud personally wanted them to draft him. I just really like the player and the spot for him, despite the size concerns.
1: Okay. So Jagger, do you, you, you have a guy you want to throw out there?
4: Roshan Johnson. You want to talk about guys who have immediate, um, pass to success. I think he offers something even different than Khalil Herbert has. Khalil Herbert, I think, is a much better, like stronger runner. Um, but I think Roshan Johnson is a is a much better pass blocker and just pass catcher all around. Um I think it shows sometimes in his film, at least in college, that he wasn't a high school running back because he tends to let his, his pads get a little high. He does little things like um, he kind of lets the ball get away from him a little bit. And, but that's just me being nitpicky. I, I've been targeting him everywhere in the third round. And um, if you're a Devy guy, like a, a Devi depleted rookie drafts, so I'm getting him towards the end of the first round in a lot of places. And I think that's a huge value.
1: Okay, and I, I'm not going to give one because Mike stole mine, which was going to be Zach Evans. But, Scott, did you have one you wanted to, to throw out there before we finish up?
2: Yeah, I know there's a lot of uh, favorites um, in the third and fourth rounds. But if you're in a super flex league and my favorite four twelve pick, or even if you have five rounds, is uh, a guy that's not going to be a starter. He's not going to blow anybody away. But he actually has a better chance of playing this year than anyone thinks. Because he plays behind Jimmy G, who's made of glass, and his name is Aiden O'Connell. So um, he went to Las mm. Vegas. We've seen—I uh, mean, Jarrett Stidham like had a good game last year, right? So uh, hey, let's go, Aiden O'Connell at the four twelve. I'll take a shot on that. Stick him on my taxi squad. See see if I can get a start or two and flip him later this year.
1: Okay. So that, that pretty much finishes us up Uh, for regular listeners. As you may guess with us being an hour and a half into the show and four guests, we are not doing a find me a trade this week, uh, but we will be uh, making up for that in a couple weeks by having an all find me a trade episode coming soon uh, to, to a, uh, a a live stream near you. But uh, I want to finish up by thanking, all four guests here tonight and like I said at the beginning I want to give you a chance to, to plug all your stuff so we'll go we'll go back in reverse order the way I just went so Jagger why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and all that good stuff.
4: Um, you can find my work at DLF uh, my written work I'm now a new co host of Dynasty Hour at TSS Fantasy we had our third episode so give us a listen.
3: Okay Matt. Yeah, everything's at DLF, DLF Dynasty Podcast with cast with Dan Myler and Ryan McDowell, and uh, the Dynasty Game Night podcast with Rocky and Russ and John. It's a fun time. I think we're gonna be doing another one next week. Yeah. So uh, Mike.
5: You find me at the Dynasty Rewind hosting it. We drop two podcasts a week and check out our YouTube channel. And you can follow me on Twitter at Rewind CEO.
6: And we'll finish up with Jeff. You can find me on Twitter at for whom J bell tolls. Everything's with football guys and the football guys, college football show. We have the rookie guide come out, make sure to check that out. And then also the Debbie Royale Patreon and, and check that out too.
1: Okay. So all good stuff. Again, want to thank all four of you for coming on the show tonight. This has been a great time. A lot of good info. Uh, I also, before we Get uh, into finishing up with our uh, Little pod business here I did want to plug uh, Larry Monkey Has been tweeting out about it uh, He's calling it PodFest 2023 uh, Me and Mike Are going to be uh, with some other people Larry, Shane Manila, Feverish uh, Frenero from the, the Rookie Fever podcast uh, Out in New Jersey a place called Tavern on the Lake, Heightstown, New Jersey uh, told, told Larry We'd plug it on the show with me and Mike Both here if you want to Come out and meet some of us. Uh, you know, some of us that you might listen to. Uh It, it should be a good time. Uh, we we did it last year without without Larry promoting it. This Podfest 2022. Um, <laughs> but we had some of us out there last year too. It was it was a lot of fun. So I, it would be awesome to to meet some listeners. Uh, so if you can make it out there, uh, go go look up Tavern on the Lake. I, I don't have the address in front of me. They're, they're at at tavern on the lake on twitter they have a website all that stuff so you can find where it's at uh, and i know larry's been tweeting out about it multiple times so uh but with that we'll finish up the show here uh i'm at i'm at dynasty FFF addicts scott's at scott underscore sidlow uh, andrew's not here so he doesn't get his twitter handle given out and you can find the pod at dynasty junkies uh, follow the dap network at dap underscore network and we're also on youtube under the dap network uh live streaming every week uh, so, Scott, why don't you take us out here?
2: Thanks to all the homies in the chat. Had some celebrities in there tonight. So, I uh, appreciate you guys for coming out. Uh, get your FMAT submissions in for FMAT Palooza. And uh, with that, uh, for Matt Price, Michael Bauer, Jeffrey Fisher Bell, uh, Jagger May, hmm. Rocky Petrella, I'm Scott Sidlow. Love you, Shane Manila. Junkies <laughs> out. <laughs>